You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. It's time for Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. We, uh, I, right before we started recording, started talking about the fact that I, uh, I was checking out the new Peacock TV. PeacockTV.com, horrible name. But at least, you know, yeah. NBC's doing something, I guess. There's four, there's, four letters in that, there's four letters in that name you just don't ever really want in a public name. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's bad. But I get it for free because it's part of my Comcast. I pay for NBC, so I guess I get Peacock for free. And I thought, cool. So I sign up and make a bookmark and... Haven't watched anything on it yet. It's, it's, it's canceled stuff. It's stuff that I didn't really care about to begin with, or I watched it way back in the day. I mean, it's got some good shows on it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Everybody hates Chris is, has a predominant role right at the top. Not that you can yep. see it over in the UK, but well, so here's the thing. Right, so I went, you start talking about this to me, so I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look on the website and then we can talk about what's on there or not. But because I'm in the UK, they say, oh, this content's not available in your region. And it's like, why not? Why not Why not see that I'm from the UK and go, okay, well, you can't have this for free. I don't understand the business model of this thing, of having a free streaming service based around a single channel. Well, it's channel. not free. you got to pay for it. But I it says already right up, right up here. It's free, no credit card required. Right. Well, that's on the, on the that's the ad-supported one. So you can watch it just like right. it was on in 1997, with all the commercials intact. Okay. Nobody puts up right. with so, commercials online anymore. Nobody. Everyone hates it. Well, well, yeah. So okay, that's disingenuous straight away. But the thing is, the only way I can see this is by firing up my VPN and tell telling the VPN to break out in New York which is the only way I can see the content. And why is that? We are in 2020, globalized world, and we're on the internet where you should real, theoretically be able to see everything everywhere. So why does it not see that I'm from the UK and go, okay, you can't see this for free. You can't even see it ad supported, but throw some money and you can, you can watch the show. You can watch well, the Well, you channel. already know why, because they want to resell this content in your country and sell it to you there for a higher price. They want to put they want to put another organization between you and their content, and and this is the problem with the media companies is that you know we are ending up with this fragmented place where to find everything you've got to go to the right channel only instead of going to the channel through your aerial now they want you to go through the channel on your on the internet yep you know and they act like no one's ever uh, heard of. Um, either VPN or torrents. Well, that's that's exactly the thing. They are they've, they're really kind of they're like King Canute trying to hold the uh, hold the seat yes, back here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, the website's horrible because it has a selection of what they have, but it doesn't actually let, let you browse everything. It says we have hundreds of movies, thousands of episodes, binge-worthy TV shows, sports news, pop culture, always on channels free. Talks a lot about it being free. Yeah, but it won't actually let you browse what there is. What can I watch on Peacock? Right, there's a slightly more... There's a slightly more, um, like, uh, bullet uh, bullet uh, list of things here, but it doesn't actually spell everything. It just 
talks about what it might be. Instant access to hundreds of movies from major Hollywood studios, such as Universal, DreamWorks Animation, and Focus Features. See, it talks about this like nobody's ever done this before. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like Netflix doesn't exist. Thousands of hours of iconic TV shows, including full seasons of buzzworthy faves, binge-worthy classics, and current season NBC hits. How many hits are there on NBC at the moment? Oh, they didn't say current hits. Yeah, they did. It says current season NBC hits. Mm, not very many. <laughs> Hit Spanish language TV shows and news from Telemundo. You know. Well, that's actually kind I, of I, look. So I go to the uh, the movie section, and yeah. they're doing this whole just giant graphics everywhere, which isn't bad, but it doesn't lend itself to exploring. The Born Identity yeah. is the first big thing you see. Good movie, but I mean, that's from what, kind of, 2010? Kind of old now, yeah. Then yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, 2002, The Born I Did yeah, See, yeah. so 18 yeah. years old. Yeah. Uh, the Matrix, Tully, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Shrek. Really? Guys, it's like the 90s, the late 90s have just come back to haunt That's us. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, this is this is awesome in 1899. Yeah. Um, But, you know, to be diplomatic i don't necessarily have to watch all the latest and greatest and there might have been something in here that i either never saw or would like to watch again like i watched i i had brooke watch the matrix um yeah and she was into it you know yep. she didn't well, know anything I, about I it. Find... she was like wait they're all in a computer yeah that th- this is the cool thing about being old is that you can expose your kids to classic movies that they've probably never heard of because kids don't like look back into the old stuff, and some of these things really blow them away. Yeah, yeah the, Ma- the Matrix is still an awesome. Actually, movie. every one of those about, movies I don't said talk about are the good. sequels. I forgetting yeah. Sarah Marshall is okay, but Shrek, amazing movie. Tully, I don't remember it at all. Um, uh, I don't. The Matrix, amazing. Jurassic Park is a classic. The Born Identity is really good. Um, yep. the, in fact, the more I talk about the Born Identity, the more I kind of want to watch it. Um, so maybe I'm coming around. Maybe I'm thinking, you know what? Yes, this feels like everything that was watched a hundred times on Netflix, and they got pulled from Netflix, and now they're back here. Uh, but that's okay, you know. I, I don't, I, I don't want everything to be at one place like Netflix. Why not? Because then you get a monopoly, and you get lush choice. You get shoveled well, a whole bunch of garbage, yeah. and none of it's good because of but the problem. That, yeah, the problem with that with that is you end up having to buy all of the subscription to all of these services. What's um, if you want the uh, ad free version of Peacock? Was it five five bucks a month? I don't know. Yeah, five. I'm seeing here five bucks a month for the ad free. Um, for the ad free one, which let's face it, is what you want. As you said, nobody wants to see ads. Well. Yeah. Is that a good price, though? In your opinion, I think it's nothing. Five bucks is no. It's it's the problem is it's a good price on its own, but you don't you can't just buy it on its own. You have to buy all of them if you want to be able to get everything. And then you're looking at on top of your cable subscription, you're looking at another forty fifty dollars a month if you add them all up. But that's yeah? if you all want to sudden, get everything. TV got I mean, real... Let's be honest. Well, yeah, Nobody but most... needs everything. Well, the problem is you just talked about oh, I want to show Brooke the Matrix. Well, you, now you have to go and find the service that has the Matrix, yeah, and to show it to her. And if you don't have it, 
then either she doesn't get to watch The Matrix, or alternatively, you have to pay your $5 a month to get the rights to watch The Matrix. I'd rather have fewer companies showing more of the content than five or ten different companies showing some of the content. It's all spread out over that, and they all want money from me. <coughs> I don't, you know, I don't and, mind and that they ultimately, all want money where from where does this, I mean. Where does this end up, right? Let's, let's spin this out. Broadcast TV effectively diminishes as time goes yep. on. Yeah, they will start showing more and more first-run stuff in Peacock, if NBC. That's presumably their strategy. Oh, this is their migration. This is their migration away from broadcast TV to internet TV. And the idea is, and it's clearly the way they've structured it, is that Peacock is, if you want NBC on the internet, this is where you come. That means, eventually, they'll start running stuff that's only available on Peacock. Nowhere else. The big shows, and you have a couple of big hits. Then, before you know it, Peacock becomes another place where you have to buy TV. And if every single channel does that, every single network does that, then what we end up in a situation is where there's a whole load of stuff we get for free on broadcast today that in 10 years' time we're going to be paying five bucks a month per channel to be able to get. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. And, of course, you know what these media companies are like. Oh, you pay $5 a month now to get no ads. But um, in 10 years' time, $5 a month will be the entry-level tier. That's where you, you get some carefully selected, carefully curated ads. If you want to go back to the full ad-free experience, oh, that's $15 a month. Oh, you want to get the sport? You want to get the sports as well that we normally carry? You know, the uh, whatever it is, I, I don't think NBC does Friday, uh, Monday Night Football, but suppose they did. Suppose it's ABC. It like, oh, you want the Monday Night Football as well? Well, we've got to pay the NFL for that. So that'll be an extra $4 a month. Yeah. Basically, what we're going to is another thing where the media companies, you know, control what we can we have access to. And at the same time, instead of now having to... Uh, you know, get it through your cable subscription and everything, they're going directly to you. And by the way, they're stealing, they're using your data at the same time. They're watching what you watch. They're watching who you are, where you live. They're combining with other demographics to, to give you, uh, air quotes here, better advertising. Right? And the flip side of it's, that it's is someone actually, like me it's, who it, has a Comcast subscription and I've got the top tier. So I get all the channels on Comcast, and <clears throat> which is fine. But the problem is I don't watch TV, physical TV. Yeah. You know, I if I watch something, it's on my computer. But yeah. I'm paying for all this stuff already. So the agreements are so far, HBO I get for I pay for. So I get the new um, HBO Max. I already pay for NBC, so I get Peacock for free. Um. Epics is part of Comcast, so I get Epics for free. So there's three streaming services right now that I'm already paying for as part of Comcast that that continues over online. Now, will that continue or yeah. not is a different No, it matter. won't. But, it, but yeah, it, that's the, exactly the point. It won't continue. If Peacock is successful, then eventually they'll turn around to the cable companies and say, you ain't carrying us anymore. Oh, and by the way... Um, if you want to carry NBC broadcast, let's jack those fees up. And eventually the cable companies go, we're not paying that. We can't pass that on. So NBC disappears from cable. And then the only way to get NBC, if you want to get the premium stuff, is to go to NBC Direct, which is exactly what they want. They don't want to go through a middleman. So that situation that you... By the that's, same token... Yeah, the long term, but, that, but I, that's where they want to get to. So this is the beginning of that now. 
So at the moment you go, oh great, I'm getting all these extra internet stuffs for free. And basically what they're doing is that's the knife starting to slip underneath your ribs. And before you know it, you're bleeding out, bleeding out money directly to all these different uh, media providers. But see, I think that the yeah, curated content H- is HBO, what we wanted H- H- for years and years and years. Everyone said, why do I have to pay for all this stuff on cable, $200 a month, and I only watch these four channels? Come on, cable companies, give me the option of just getting the channels that I want. Well, now you have that. This is exactly well, what people yeah. said they wanted, and they wanted a, yeah, but, a reduced price. If I subscribe to well, everything out there, let's let's just cancel Comcast completely, uh, except for the internet service because you still have to have that. But I cancel my television, and that's a hundred dollars a month. So if I want HBO, Peacock, um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and I don't know, throw one more in there, five of them, that's still less than a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. So now I can curate what I want to watch. I want to yeah, watch this. The reality, I want to watch that. the reality is, is you're going to want all of it because you, you've got, you'll have the fear of missing out. There'll always be a show on a on a, a subscription channel you don't have. Right. Yeah, and not only that as well. We okay, don't always no get what we want every I, second we want. Uh-huh, no, yeah, but but but. but it wasn't think, like this before, people, David. If I wanted to watch The Matrix. 20 years ago and I wanted Brooke to see it I needed to go to Blockbuster Video and rent it for five bucks yeah that's true and that was one movie for five dollars now I'm getting Peacock every single thing for an entire month for five dollars even if they triple it it's fifteen dollars a month all of a sudden that's still cheaper than what it was 15 or 20 years ago to go rent movies but you you opened up you opened up with a view of this saying you took a look at it and you thought, oh, there's not a lot here for me. Yeah, and then and now, I started looking now basically I, I to get. I changed my mind. And I was going to so, get to that. But, but I started looking yeah. to see what they have. And I'll, t- I'll be honest with you, they make Apple look stupid. You know, I, I paid for well, Apple, Apple TV, and it's just almost nothing is there. Did you pay for it? Yeah, I did. I thought everyone, pretty much everybody got Apple well, you, you've got you. You should be able to cancel that now. You've got free with the new yeah, iMac you bought. I know. For Twelve months. I know, but I already had paid for it for twelve months. So um, maybe they'll be nice and give me a year for free. Who knows? But the point yeah. is, I look at you know Apple TV got all this free press, including from us, about all this. Yep. You know, here's a brand new service, and it sucks. Some of the content is good. Don't get me wrong. But there's yeah. nothing there. I mean, it's a freaking ghost I mean that, how, town. How long has it been out now? What, nine yeah. months? Yeah, and it's months? just and nothing. The, the level of new stuff is extremely low. Now, they've never brought... Now, they're, they're talking about bringing iTunes stuff in, but I don't think they've done that yet, have they? Uh, they do if you use the Apple TV app on your Mac. You can see all your content. Right. But that's content I already own. I, you know, <laughs> big, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I already had an app to watch all that. So, but still, yeah. Uh, but then I go to this new Peacock TV, and I, just scrolling through the movies, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Well, I, I'll have to take the Mummy. I can't see the Interpreter, Twenty One Grams, Shrek, The Matrix, all three of them, Leap Year, Fried Green Tomatoes, Children of Men, Sergeant Pepper's Only Heart Band. Howard the Duck. Do they have Howard the Duck? Come on. That just that just brought you around. They got classic classic monster movies. Isn't isn't, isn't Howard the Duck on Disney Plus? Uh, I don't think so. But here the point is though, there's a ton of content here. And this is just movies. If I go to TV shows, 
And let's be honest, when it comes to TV shows, for the last 20 years, NBC has been king in the U.S. They've had way more better shows than ABC or CBS. It's not even close. Um, And, yeah, uh, some of the stuff is old. Parks and Rec is there. 30 Rock is there. Law and Order, Yellowstone, which I've been meaning to watch. It just seems weird that Kevin Costner is in a show. Everybody Hates Chris, which is one of my favorite shows when it came out. I loved it. Um, You know, Two and a Half Men, which I find deplorable. The King of Queens, Everybody Loves Raymond, which is okay. Ray Donovan, which I know is amazing. Downtown Abbey, Undercover Boss. I mean, there is so much content here. It makes Apple look stupid. In fact, I'll be honest with you, they kind of make Amazon Prime look stupid. I would, I yeah, would rather well, have this than Amazon yeah. Prime. Well, Amazon Prime's a gimme, isn't it? It's, well, no, um, because I pay for it. It's a, it, no, well, Amazon, you pay for Amazon Prime, and you get the video for, as a gimme. Well, but some people subscribe yeah. to Amazon Prime for the video, so we can't really... Well, those people are stupid. Well, I agree, but that's what some why people would do. You, why would you pay whatever this Amazon Prime subscription is, month? It can't, it can't be less than $5 a month, Yeah. And so you're paying $60 a year for just video when you could pay, was it $110, $120 a year and get all the other Amazon Prime benefits right. as well. It's it's very bad value mm-hmm. for money. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Amazon made it that way. I, I, I apologize, listeners, to anybody listening who just plays for Amazon Video. Yeah, it's a bad, that's, it's um, a bad deal. That, that's, my, that's my opinion. I don't think you're getting good no. value. So I think that as far as pure content, Overnight, Peacock jumps way up, way way up. Well, what are the other what are the other channels doing? I mean, the CBS All Access again. The, I, these are I, things I, I can't don't get have here, it so because that is not included in the Comcast, so I have to pay extra for it. But the only thing I've ever watched on there um, when I when it first came out, I subscribed for Picard. Picard, and that yeah. was it. Then I canceled my subscription. I know they. Mm-hmm. I believe they have all the the Star Trek stuff up there, but I don't care. I've, yeah, I've and they had. Um, did they have Star Trek Discovery? Have you watched Star Trek? I Discovery? started watching it. Uh, I think I watched two seasons and gave up on it. Oh wait, no, Discovery. No, I love Discovery. I was thinking of the Enterprise. Right, okay. Yeah. See, they they've also got, well, they. I mean, this CBS will have all the Star Trek stuff, including Lower Decks, which is the new cartoon that looks hilarious comedy show. It does look very funny. Yes, I love that sort of stuff. I told you about um, Final Space a while back, didn't I? Which was the uh, the cartoon new uh, cartoon space show that was very very yeah. funny, um, uh, and this is on a similar vein. This is, is this is done by the guys who do um, Rick and Morty, so you know, kind of that type of humor. It's not going to be your typical serious Star Trek stuff. Oh, they have the Office here too. So the point is, I I think Peacock is. If people actually subscribe to it, it should be a home run right out the park. They've got kids, they've got sports, Latino, news. That's, that's, that's a lot of stuff on here, man. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of impressed. Yeah. ABC looks like they have something that's not really brand apart from being ABC is not really branded. No. So they're they're just kind of phoning it in at this point. Well, yeah. They're an also running. And then looking looking at the shows they're advertising on here, I can kind of see why. You don't want to invest a lot in this sort of stuff. Well, isn't ABC wow, owned is by American Disney? American Idol still going? Is it really? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, ABC is, is actually owned by Disney, so obviously the focus is on Yeah, there. so they've got Disney, they've got ESPN, and they've got Hulu, so. Yeah. Okay, so so what, what is the idea of Hulu now? I, I don't understand Hulu at all. these other channels. I, I told you, <laughs> the, for a couple weeks, I subscribed to it because I thought I was going to be home for a long time. I thought it was going to be a long time before I went back to work. Didn't work out that way. I was only out for two and a half weeks. But um, it was terrible. I mean, it yeah. felt like a streaming service from eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just bad. Do they have good content? Sure, they have some good content. But not yeah. enough. So I see I see the strategy now because I'm going to the Hulu page, which um, I've, I'm off the VPN now and Hulu lets me see it. So big up to you, Hulu. Yeah, I'm going over, to Hulu uh, right now. Um, so the the value here is that you can get Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu for twelve ninety nine a month, right? So for what you play for Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, it's like you're getting Hulu for free. Yeah. So that's the value there is the fact that they've got three brands and they can bundle them together. Because why would you pay five ninety nine a month just for Hulu when you can get Disney Plus and ESPN Plus on top for twelve ninety nine a month? Yeah. Exactly. You know. But but here's the dilemma, and this is a dilemma. As I kind of said to you, I said, think the last time we talked about this, I said to you, I like the fact that in the UK there aren't as many choices. Yeah, there's there's the stuff we get from the BBC. Most of the terrestrial channels here, and there's only two or three of them, have their own equivalents to the BBC iPlayer. Yeah, where you basically you don't have to pay because it's ad supported by their advertising right. revenue. Um, and on those streaming services, you do get ads. On You don't get them on the iPlayer, but the others you do. But it's fine. Um, and then we have Disney+, Plus, which is the new entrant. We have um, Amazon Video, and then we have Netflix. And apart from that, there's not really... There's a couple of, like, you know, vertical services. And then there's this BritBox thing where they're trying to aggregate all of the British TV into one Yeah, channel. that's been pushed to me a but, couple of times that I need to subscribe to yeah. BritBox and... Well, so here's here's the thing: is nobody nobody in the UK subscribes to BritBox because we'd rather just go to the different free free places right. and get it and watch it there. Um, but uh, you know that that's for, that kind of suits me because I can deal with that. If there was another three or four channels where I had to look around and manage and figure out whether the content on there was stuff I wanted and whether I wanted to pay for it, and and that's the other thing. I mean as awful as dealing with cable companies for service and billing and everything like that is. And I think everybody around the world knows that they are, they are They're awful. the trash of the, yeah, the trash of the billing industry. Um, at least you're only dealing with one place. The problem with the diff, the different channel model on the internet channel model is you've got to manage eight, nine subscriptions. You can't do, it's very difficult to do the thing which notionally is the is the beauty of this which is okay well if there's nothing on there i want to watch or i don't want to watch at the moment i can cancel my subscription but that's difficult to do when you're dealing with nine or ten subscriptions you know that's that's kind of overhead and and of course you know none of the they make it very easy to sign up online but to cancel you've got to you know speak to a service agent and try not to get talked out of it and all of that stuff it's it's a pain you, whereas a, a you know, the re- the reason that at least co- people like Comcast is that you're getting everything, so you kind of know where you are. You know, I was I was prepared, and, and I started shitting on the Peacock when we started, and, I, you know, I kind of, I changed my, my mind. I, I kind yep. of dig it. That's the fickleness of media consumption. 
So now I'm on okay. uh, Epix. So now you're going pe- Peacock, take my money. So Epix. So what's Epix? So Epix is, uh, go to epixepix.com. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to see it. Um, got to log in. It's part of... Oh, they've all got to... I'll tell you what, they've all got to get some new... new. Uh, excuse me. They've all got to get some new copywriters because it's all the same. It's all... You know, get the get get exciting the latest movies and the uh, old classics and all this sort of thing. They need to mix it up a little bit. Okay, so this has different stuff on it. I can see the website. So booyah, yeah. Peacock. Um what am I looking? War of the Worlds. You said that was really good. I've not seen that version. That's the French one, isn't it? Yeah, it's I, I kinda yeah, dig it I, to be I, honest. I'm I was impressed. I need, I need to I need to track this down. See they have Pennyworth. The, they, they, I didn't realize they had Pennyworth. They have uh, Rocket Man, Gemini Man, Terminator, Dark Fate, The Avengers, all the all the man, uh, Creed Two, what's Gemini. What's what's Gemini Man? Gemini Man. Oh, I saw that. I saw that movie. That's the one Will where Smith. where he's fighting his own yeah. clone. Yeah, which not worth getting a picture no, no, for no, that. That's bad. I was really disappointed. It could have been something great, and it just yeah. is not. Uh, hey, they've got the Avengers, Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. Uh, the um, Peanut Butter Falcon, which is actually kind of a okay movie. Yeah. Um, so the War of the Worlds is an Epics original. I, I've heard good things about Pennyworth. I never watched it though. Pennyworth is yeah. uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Wayne's butler, Alfred. Yeah. Mate, he, he seems to be. Back in the 60s, he was kind of a, a grey-haired, old, fuddy-duddy man, and now he's been turned into a superhero. Coming to Epic. That's kind of cool that they actually have a coming soon. Nobody else has yeah. that. Throwbacks. They got Moonstruck. Awesome movie. Footloose. Awesome movie if you're a chick. <laughs> I said that that way on purpose, by the way. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Everybody loves Kevin Bacon. Uh, it is the Kevin Bacon one and not the remake, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Dirty oh, Dancing. Ugh. Wayne's World 2. Ugh. Thelma and Louise. I love Thelma and Louise. That's awesome. West Side Story. Yeah. And then it goes down. To, it, it's Oh, view all movies. Yeah, they've got a lot of crap in here, too. Well, all of them are called. Well, that's because, because most movies are crap. <laughs> exactly i mean it is i mean you, you like to think yeah. that it's not true but think about it how many truly great so, movies yeah. do you watch in a year four and and have you ever had yeah, i presume you have had that experience when you go back a few years later watch a movie that at the time you thought was fabulous yeah. and then you just think oh my god did i really like yes. this well the opposite the, is f- true um I, sometimes I have watched movies that I thought were um, bad or I just simply didn't enjoy 10 years ago. And then I, you know, oh, that movie comes up and I go, was that as bad as I remember? And I watch it. And I'm like, oh, actually, actually, it was quite good. I, I, I didn't remember this or I didn't remember that. And I kind of liked it. There was I don't remember which one it was now, but I just watched a movie that fell into that category that. I remember watching originally and not enjoying, and then I watched it again and I thought, "Well, actually, this is this is a lot better than I than I thought it was." Uh, and sometimes you you'll come across a movie which has been kind of quite badly panned, yes. and so you never watched it, and then you watch it, and then you go, 
Well, I don't understand why everyone was so down on this. I thought that was yep. okay or pretty yep. good. I watched, um, what's it called now? Source Code. Source Code. Source yeah, code? I think I have. Source Code. There's one with Jake Gyllenhaal where basically he's in a, tri- a bomb explosion on the train over yes, and over again. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah. I thought that was okay. Computer generated. Yeah, well, the, well, here's the thing. I remember the time it, it didn't. It didn't get good reviews no. at all. And so I never watched it. And then it came up on TV and I started watching it. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. The, the problem is the premise was, you know, it, it didn't really sit the idea that you could, you know, put somebody in a jar and um, effectively make them relive this event just from information they picked up out of something. I, I forget why. It, 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 it didn't seem probable, you know, that they could simulate it like that. But once you kind of got past that and got into it, because effectively all of that was was MacGuffin for a time loop movie. But once you got into that, into the time loop, and the way it was, um, the way it was repeated over and over again, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got Bumblebee uh-huh. on um, Epics. Yeah, that's now that's movie. another one that I think every Transformers movie, with the exception of the cartoon from the eighties, uh, which I love then, which is terrible now, but have yeah. been bad. All of them have just been bad. But then Bumblebee comes out and it's really good. Go yeah. figure. I know we've talked about that before, but we have. I I still I still thought the first Transformers movie was an achievement just because it was amazing to see them, you know, kind of do robots in disguise in real life. I I I, I enjoyed the first one. I mean, you could see that where it, the the way the the franchise was going, it had some uncomfortable moments in it uh, where it's focusing on certain people's assets and i'm not talking about the robots uh but uh the problem is they just kept making them and they just got worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah so, so they, they, but i think the advantage bumblebee had is that michael bay was only peripheral yes involved. well they went back to the source material you know yeah. and the source material was boy finds robot i mean yeah they, you don't have to make it very complicated and they did and that's yeah. why they sucked and I couldn't tell one damn robot from the other in the movie. Yeah, that was a problem when they when they were fighting each other. You couldn't tell the good guys from the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> you know, the only thing they did right was have the guy who voiced Optimus Prime in the cartoon voice it in the movies. Yeah, and, and I've got to imagine that he... All I can say is he must just see the script and go... I imagine every time he gets sent a script, he probably reads it probably then sobs for half an hour i suspect he then has a couple of stiff drinks and then he rings his agent and asks how much he's going to get paid for it and then he makes his peace with it i would imagine that happens every time i, I would imagine he doesn't even read the script they just send him the che- the script with a check uh paper <laughs> clip check to, it. to the front and he goes yeah. awesome this is well this will be next <laughs> thursday and friday so <laughs> Dear bumblebee you were blah 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 <laughs> I would imagine at this point they probably don't even need Peter Cullen anymore. Well, he's like, well, how do you say this word? What is this? <laughs> I don't understand. How, how do I pronounce this? They must, but Cybertron? they must have enough Cybertron. They must have it. Well, surely danger. all they could do at this point it would be probably cheaper to feed everything he's ever said as 
Optimus Prime into a computer and then kind of map it to a MIDI keyboard. Oh, yeah. So that they, had, they just basically, they play a tune and, um, and Optimus yeah. Prime speaks. Starcross. He, he's, not exactly, he's not exactly the most um, eloquent no. of characters. Uh, he's, uh, uh, his voice is cool in the cartoon. He has a vocabulary of like 40, 50 words. Yeah. We will save you humans. Yeah, and, and then the speech he does at the end of the movie where he it's the inspirational yeah. speech where he talks about you know we have found a home here and we will protect the earth that's basically the same in every movie they could they they don't even need to change it they could just run the same speech yeah. every at the end of yeah. every movie it's it's a yeah span. and just pay him once yeah. but bumblebee yeah. broke away from that i like that i bumblebee was quite good um yeah so there's a lot of different streaming services out there and I like choice. And the ones that are going to succeed are the ones that are either going to offer you a really good collection of classic stuff. And I think Peacock is, um, and Epics for that matter, is has got a good leg up there. Um, and a lot of stuff is leaving Netflix. Let's be honest. A lot of classic stuff is leaving Netflix. A lot of these content providers or pulling their content from Netflix. Well, yeah, but that but that's why Netflix is. Well, that's is, the next part. Well, I would say that's the next part. I would say slowly, but but not, not slowly. slowly. Is transforming Every two weeks, into they've got studio. more original yeah. content. So it's the yeah. ones that are going to have a good combination of classic stuff to watch between the first run stuff that's really good. HBO Max. Um, HB. Let's be honest. HBO is the one who started all of this. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess in uh, back in the cable mm-hmm. days, it was it was on TV. But, because if you uh, had yeah. a show that you wanted to watch or that you wanted to produce that was outside the norm, that wasn't a multi-camera sitcom in front of a live audience, HBO was the only place you could probably pitch that to. You never would have saw The Sopranos yeah. or Six Feet Under on network television. It just would not have happened. And yet, because yeah. of HBO, and they took chances... And they took chances way back in the day. Everyone thinks that it started with then with the Sopranos. It didn't. They had. I, I remember the the what was it the um, I want to say Larry David. It's not Larry David. Um, cannot think of the guy's name. Keb Keb you're no, no, Well, that's that's newer. Um, no, way back in yeah. the day, Larry the Larry Sanders show. Larry Sanders show. I yeah. loved that show. And Jack Gary yeah. Shandling. They had first yeah. and ten or something like that, where it was about a sports agent and it was the guy who played the reporter in the original Batman movie. Um, you know, it, it, it's cutting edge stuff that just went way beyond what you would see on cable television. So HBO well, for original programming. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the stuff that, that kind of kicked them off here on Wikipedia. So sex in the city, huge. huge yeah. But hit. see, that was, that's yeah. newer though. Sex in the city was, yeah. was post what I was talking about. Yeah, but the wire—they were the wire was amazing. You know, the wire was the wire was unique. Yep. Six feet mm-hmm. under, yeah, which again was a show that never, never. got made anywhere. Every episode and is going to start with really someone good. dying. Yeah, um, you know, True Blood, uh, Entourage. I loved Entourage. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. Never, I, never watched I watched it. it a little bit, and it was just too, yeah. It, it just did do well, it some of these good but but of course you know the massive massive influence now is game of thrones and nobody on network television could have made game of no. thrones because that basically was produced like movies. absolutely 
yeah, with the budget and everything like that as well. And that's always been the problem, particularly for fantasy stuff on TV, is that even nowadays with the massive drop in the cost of special effects, you can tell TV effects from movie effects. But when you watch... Well, well, yeah, no, but even so, um, if you uh, take a lot of network TV shows, yeah, like the Flash, special effects, yeah, some of it's pretty exactly. Lame. You can tell, you can tell that those are TV yes. effects because they're just done on a lower budget, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the whole look, the whole look of those shows that are all shot indoors, um, or they, or the they're shot outdoors. They're they're shot outdoors in the same places, so they have a they kind of have a look and feel to them that's um, that's that's kind of bland. Whereas um, the stuff you see on streaming services, they they have the budgets to go and shoot, you know, big outdoor location shoots. This one I've just watched, started watching this week, um, Cursed, which is a it's a variation on King the um, on the King Arthur, and the, and it's it's shown from the perspective of the girl who will become the Lady of the Lake, and will will kind of give Excalibur to King Arthur. So it's a very different take. It's based on a Frank Miller story, um, but the thing is, it's it's got production kind of dripping out of it you know um and that sort of thing does make a difference yeah it really does and and it 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 helps transport you into the world it helps you buy into the world a little bit and it's not the world's greatest show by any stretch of imagination but it's interesting and it's the sort of thing that if it was done on regular tv probably wouldn't be anywhere near as good you know and that last thing i watched the the warrior nun that was spectacular Uh, that that was was way better than i was expecting it to be yeah and, and one of the reasons why, and this is something I have noticed through Netflix, is that because they use international production, so they'll use um, uh, actors from foreign countries. The, the girl who was the lead in Warrior Nun is a Portuguese actress. Yeah, um, they, they shot the whole thing in Spain on location. And you could tell. And it, it gave it an authenticity that wouldn't have been done with a traditional um you know american or english television production where they would have shot it on a sound stage and shot it on a couple of locations and that sort of thing they would have used american actors uh, mostly they tend to use only foreign actors in the side roles not in the main cast role um so so that made a real difference to it and those are the sort of creative choices that streaming services like like netflix are prepared to make and also as well, they're prepared to front up money to people with less of a track record and give them a chance. Yeah. And, you know, we're finding great producers, great directors, great actors as a result of um, as a result of, uh, of of those sorts of choices and investments. The girl who's leading in Cursed, who's really, really good, is the lead girl from that 13 Reasons Why thing, you know, the kids' suicide drama. Um, I actually don't know anything she's, about it. No, she's a very good actress anyway, and uh, you know she's. And let's of, not let's be honest. Not everything on Netflix original content is good. In fact, um, no. What is that? The uh, Space Force. Space Force. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, Space Force. I Alexander and I really like Space Force. Oh. We kind of get its humor. I get its humor, but it's you know. just so bad. Well, I don't know. We we it kind of I. The first couple I thought, oh, this is really terrible, but actually it's kind of grown on me. I don't know. Um, I, I I watched you know. three episodes and I just gave up on it and, and removed it from my queue because <laughs> it's just so bad. It's I don't care about any of these these characters. The premise oh, should have been a lot better, but it's, it's not. It's like they live it's in not, a bubble. They're yeah. like, okay, so they're like the Air Force, but they're the Space Force and... it's just so bad yeah but that part of it is that that's i think that you have to that's why it has to go on you because you have to 
kind of I get the concept. It's a lot, just a lot more subtle than um, than I think uh, we were led to believe. And and it does kind of go. The whole point that is part of the whole joke of the show is that it's this. They're out in the middle of Utah or wherever it is they're meant to be, Colorado or or wherever the the secret the super secret base that everybody knows about is, and that is the funny part of it is that everybody inside the space force is either they're either taking it extremely seriously or they kind of you know taking it as a bit of a joke but it pays the bills you know and then every now and again they step outside the bubble and and actually you realize that everybody else thinks it's a complete and utter you know vanity project joke by the president um and and it, 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 yeah it's 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 a very gentle humor but it, it kind of works it's kind of funny i i alexandra and i like it i appreciate it's not by a long stretch anybody's everybody's cup of tea and i suspect it won't get another season but we're enjoying yeah, my, it my my thing is after three episodes i wasn't enjoying it hardly at all there was a couple of funny yeah. bits but then i just kept thinking i would rather jump over to youtube and watch fail videos than this this is just bad wow yeah well if it's like you know if it doesn't appeal to you that's absolutely fine the point is is that um you get these shows made even when they're bad even when they don't appeal to everybody sometimes they get a longer life than perhaps they would do on regular tv and sometimes that's their their betterment you know what go back and watch watch the first series of star trek restoration which is obviously now considered to be a classic show first season was really rough yeah, it, was it was really quite bad yeah it didn't you hit know? a stride and until really season three yeah w- absolutely. once once absolutely. Riker got a beard it got better <laughs> so that's what was all related so we're gonna uh switch gears a little bit uh, a project that i've been working on for the last i don't know month was my imac situation yeah. as um anybody who listens to tech fan know uh, the new imac is up and running brand new screen 32 gig of RAM, two terabytes SSD. It's what I'm on right now. It's beautiful. Yep. Well, what about the old one? Remember, um, I put a, 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 was it 256 SSD in it, an actual drive. Yep. And I had left the old SSD in there, the SSD on a chip from OWC, by the way, which is a 240 gig chip. Uh, in the computer, and I could not get it to boot at all. Couldn't do anything. And we were speculating last time this was something to do with the Fusion yep, Drive. Yep. So I plugged in the the continuation of the Fusion Drive in it via USB, and that didn't help. Um, yep. At one point, it actually started to boot, got to the desktop, and completely froze. I was real excited for a minute there. Yeah. So um, I ordered another kit from iFixit so I can take it apart again. Yeah. So I took it apart, disassembled the entire thing, removed the flash SSD in there. Yeah. Uh, accidentally dropped the screen and cracked it. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> really? Almost in exactly the same spot. Uh, <sighs> I'm going to put electrical tape black electrical tape there to cover it up put it together temporarily with just painters tape to hold the screen on while i test it is that when you broke it i broke i I literally dropped it the tape didn't let go i was holding it and i was trying to plug it in hold the screen everything all at once i was the only one home 
instead of just waiting for 20 minutes for Cole to get back with Julie and he holds the screen for me, um, it was my own fault. But yeah. it's just, it's a minor. Well, it's not minor, but <laughs> it's, it's never, these things are never mind. Uh, You're right. Let me just divert no, you no, for a No, we're going to move on. Don't, we're not, no. No, no, I'll digress. There was once a time about eight years ago where we bought this ginormous ikea wardrobe yeah you know me i'm not a tall no. man yeah i'm five six and a bit yeah this thing was like eight foot tall uh and it clearly said in the instructions um you're using pictograms obviously rather than english but it said that that this was a two-man job putting this together and i'm like nope <laughs> hold my beer i'm yep. gonna do this myself yep. and at one point i have the frame of this thing together there's nothing in the insides yeah so it's nice and wobbly <laughs> So you're nice and wobbly, and I try and get it from lying on the floor where it is to get it standing up, so I can't put it together. <laughs> so the whole thing wobbles and then collapses on top of me. I then had to spend another two hours kind of wood filling all the bits where I'd yeah. broken it when <laughs> things had gone back. And this thing collapsed on me. Leanne comes upstairs, just she sees me, she sees me like I'm lying underneath it. And after checking, is all right. I'm all right. She then chews me out for 20 minutes for saying, I told yep. you, you shouldn't be doing it on yep. your own. Why didn't you let me help you? you? Why are you such a stubborn idiot? Anyway, there you go. Why are you screen. a man? Why are you such a man? <laughs> why, why are you such a stupid man? No, just man. The stupid goes <laughs> with it. That's obvious. Goes, yeah, it comes, comes with it. Comes with the time. So then I pull that out and I'm still having the same yeah. problems. Right. Cannot get this thing to boot net, uh, net net boot. I keep getting this weird error every time I try to net boot had it. You, had, had you researched any of this at this oh, point? Oh yeah, extensive. But there's oh, okay. very little information out there. Yeah. Um. And remember, my time machine backup that I used to migrate from the old machine over to the new one yeah. is now updated, but with uh, the new Mac, which will not yeah. boot the old Mac. So because mm -hmm. it's running Catalina and the other yeah. one was running Sierra and it's the old machines, not compatible. I even, tr cause I tried plugging that into it and it just wouldn't boot it. So I was at a dead end and I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that there isn't something more wrong with it than just the hard drive because I can't even get it to net boot. Mm -hmm. I started going through my collection of hard drives um, using uh, Apple's proprietary time machine to back up my main machine is a very, yeah. very recent event. Right, okay. And yeah, you used to use SuperDuper or something. Uh, carbon or, Copy. Uh, carbon yeah. Copy Clay. Yeah, same. So I find a full backup of Carbon Copy Cloner, uh, uh, full backup on an external drive. So I plug in my uh, OWC toaster to this machine, pop that in there, yeah. and it boots it. Extremely slow because it's over USB three, and you yeah. know, but and it's a conventional hard drive. It's super slow, but it actually booted. I used Carbon Copy Cloner to uh, make a copy of that drive, which is almost two terabytes. It's almost full. So I was very selective. Basically, I just wanted to move the Mac over. No programs. No anything. Yeah. That worked, but then the Sierra installer still didn't see it as a viable boot drive. And I, then I used Carbon Copy Cloner to make an emergency partition boot drive on the new hard drive, 
restarted, right. it launched the disk tools, and I was able to install OS Sierra on it, and now it boots fine. So I got it working. Does, so does this, so the flash, the little flash SSD chip, so the, the, the Fusion thing is gone now? It's not in there at all, no. It's not in yep. there at all. And you just have your SSD in the, effectively, the spinning drive partition bay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it's okay. working great. So now I'm going to pull it back apart to put the new tape in. Yeah. Um, seal it all up. Cover the now broken part with a little bit of black electrical tape. So it effectively it'll make it so it's not going to crack anymore and it will hide it. So is that, that is just the glass. Yes. It's not the screen. Mm -hmm. So this is the same as you had on the yeah. last one. It just slipped out of my so, hand and it hit the big ass hard drive that was sitting underneath it. So... Would it be feasible to get a piece of glass cut to size? No, because the glass itself is glued to the screen itself. Right, but you've got you've got a piece of glass. All oh, right, so it's got rounded corners yeah. on it, and you won't be able to get that done. Right, right? okay. It, 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 I'll just put some electrical tape on it. All this do machine not, is going to be. Do you not be, think that here we are in 2020? It should be possible to remove cracks from glass without replacing. You think it? so, especially when you consider how porous glass is. Yeah. I can't help feeling you should be able to run a kind of sort of some sort of Star Trek beam over it. I, I imagine you would have to send it off to have this done, but it, you, you'd have thought it would be possible to possible to kind of melt around the, the crack. Yeah, you think so. And kind of get it to reflow again. But, um, but this machine is basically going to be repurposed now as Brooks Recording Studio computer. Right. I'll put GarageBand on there and... Um, you know, I, I'll probably get her an external hard drive to hold all of her files because it's only got a 256 gigabyte yeah. SSD. So here's here's the thing about that, right? Uh, this and this is this is timely. Yesterday, we were looking, we sat down, we're having a late a late lunch, kind of middle of the afternoon, and we're we're looking for something to watch on TV while we eat dinner, and um, we found on the iPlayer they've been because there's not much sport on the moment. They've been showing a lot of what they call Olympic Rewind. Yeah. So it's stuff from the 2012 Olympics, which we had here in London. So they had the opening ceremony, which my daughter, who likes that sort of thing, was only three when that was on. So we, we put it on. Part of the ceremony, they had um, Mike Oldfield playing tubular bells. You, have you heard of tubular bells? Sure, of course. Yeah. Of course, so we hear... You know, the classic, yeah. the classic 1970s prog rock album that kind of launched Virgin Music and the Virgin Media right. Empire. So... Um, I was always a big fan of it. So, you know, it's like it comes on and you start looking it up on Wikipedia from the yep. history. So in 2003, Mike Oldfield re-recorded Tubular Bells because he was never, he did it in, in about two months in um, Virgin's, in one of Virgin's studios when they were just starting up. And he did it in a rush. And there were some mistakes on it that he wasn't ever able to fix. So apparently he went back to re-record it to basically fix these mistakes and produce what he would consider to be the perfect version. And it listed the equipment he used in 2003 to do that because it made a big deal about, oh, he did it all with the computer, you know, he, he introduced new timings to make sure that everything was on time and this, that and the other. And they actually list what he used and it was like a, a Power Mac G3 running <laughs> Pro Tools. Right. And, a, and a, you know, and, a, and I think there was one PowerBook G, uh, it was a PowerBook G3 as well. And it's all this stuff. And you saying, oh, we're going to repurpose this iMac as a recording studio. And I'm thinking, well, you could take a Mac from 20 years ago and it would do the job. Oh, no question about it. It would. Yeah. Um, and she's got an old Mac Mini up there, but it's, uh, 
It was one that we found. Uh, by the way, when I think of tubular bells, I think of the Exorcist. Um, yeah, well, that, that's one of the things that popularized it in yeah. the states. Uh, and one of the scariest movies of all time. I hate that movie. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, Mike Oldfield has never watched it because he finds it too frightening. Well, I don't blame him. <laughs> and it's his yeah. music. <laughs> um, she's got an old iMac or a, a Mac Mini. That she got at Macstock. It was one of those that people brought in for the garage oh, sale. Oh, yeah, I remember. So yeah. she got that, a monitor, a light-up keyboard that I gave her, and a mouse. So it's a G4, uh, Yeah, it? yeah. No, I think it's a Core 2 Duo. All right, but okay. maybe not. Maybe it's an, a G4. I can't remember. Regardless, she doesn't really use it because it doesn't run any of the newer stuff at all. So she uses yeah. mostly her Chromebook with online tools to record her music. Um, right. But that, of course, she can't do XLR. She can't. I mean, there's just so much that she can't do. But with the iMac yeah. sitting up there, that's a whole different story. You know, plus it's got a, a great screen on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> as long as you don't look in the corner. It doesn't affect the picture at all. No, if it's uh, if it's just the glass yeah. broken outside the screen. Uh, thank God for that big chin on those yes, iMacs. thank you. Um, but, yeah, it's so it's going to go back into service. And of course, once I had it all apart, I used my um, my reverse vacuum thing, if you will, uh, the, my hot yeah. air, my hot air, my air blower to just blow all the dust out and clean it up. And uh, I've got this. Uh, I've, I found a new screen cleaner. I don't know if I ever talked about this or not. It's called Screen Mom. Screen yep. Mom. A natural screen cleaner. Odor free, streak free, free. Ammonia-free, alcohol-free, phosphate-free, and anti-static. Premium cleaner. Oh, what is it? Just water. Yeah, kind of. Premium screen cleaner of all TVs, tablets, laptops, and phones. Um, Plant-based. I was looking for something because I've never been satisfied with all the different screen cleaners I've used. Some of them leave kind of an oily residue on things, which you don't want. Some leave streaks. Some stink really bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I've just never, ever been satisfied with any of them. So I did like 20 minutes worth of searching online and I kept coming across this and it's not inexpensive stuff, it's not expensive, but it's not inexpensive either. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. So I went to Amazon. I bought it for like 10 bucks and it's amazing. It works extremely, extremely well. And uh, so I bought two more bottles of it. So, so there's a review here on uh, UK Amazon. It says, "Holy crap, this stuff is good. My TV is now cleaner than the nuns' internet search history. <laughs> so clean, in fact, I think I can see into my own soul when looking at it. Good for cleaning TVs and opening wormholes. I recommend this yeah, product. Pretty good. <laughs> I like it a lot. It works extremely well. Yeah, uh, and I use. Of it's not. Yeah." I'm going to have to get some, but it's not available on Amazon here. I'm going to have to find some. Oh, the um, last time I bought it, I got it from their website directly, and it was right. about five bucks cheaper for two bottles than the same purchase on Amazon. And uh, yeah. they gave me free shipping. But it, it, you know, I use that and a microfiber cable, I would, or uh, cloth, and I would actually spray it on the cloth itself to clean the inside of the iMac. Because, you know, I had the yeah. motherboard, the whole thing was just, it was a shell at that point. Uh, but I cleaned it and all the fans and everything. Uh, it is quieter than it had been because you can't really clean out an iMac like you could an old desktop computer where you just open it up no. and blow everything out. Um, 
so I've been happy with this cleaner. Uh, the, the iMac is working, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Brooke produces using the new machine. It's just a tool. So you, are you going to give her an audio interface as well? Um, she's got a USB mic right now. Yeah. But I'm going to have to get her something. Because she, she, she playing guitar or keyboard? Yes. Yes, yeah. both. So you, you ideally you want some sort of MIDI controller and 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 a thing with a uh, guitar input. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right now she has to do everything separately. Yeah. And that's not ideal, but no, I, I think she'll have a lot more uh, freedom to create than working around what she's been using. Oh well, yeah, she can. She can lay down everything in separate tracks and then kind of mess around with it in GarageBand, can't she? Yeah, so, well, she's using an online yeah. tool that actually works very similar to GarageBand, and, and in some respects, I think it's actually better. Um, but it's tied to her school account. Eventually, that's going to go away. Um, yeah. And then this way, when she's recording, it's local. It's not taking up all the bandwidth of the house, and she doesn't have to be connected to the Internet to do anything. Um, yeah. It's just a better solution. And she can still use that system as well on the iMac. But it's going to have yeah. a much better screen, so mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of. But with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Geeks Pub podcast. We'll be back next week with a lot of feedback on uh, on yep. our stuff about desks and uh, you know all kinds of stuff. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you send us a an email. It's Geeks Pub Podcast dot com uh the show at geekspubpodcast.com you can go to geekspub podcast and leave a message or at mymac.com the mothership and we will uh read your feedback here see you in two weeks david see you then